welcome to another conversation on the All About You podcast. My name is Sheila and I am your host. People are fascinating and I believe that everyone has a story to tell of their travels, hobbies, passions and experiences. I want to get those stories told so they can entertain, inspire and showcase the amazing talents of people and maybe giving food for thought to you, the listener. My guests have taken risks, put themselves out there, created businesses or taken their passion to the next level. I feel very privileged and honour to tell those stories in my All About You podcast. So enjoy the conversation. Welcome to another conversation on the All About You podcast. Do you know what you're having for dinner this evening? And we always have that question, what's for dinner tonight? During this conversation, we're going to be talking all about meal planning with my guest, Audrey. So, Audrey, welcome to the All About You podcast. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so excited to talk to you about meal planning. Well, I'm personally very excited because I know this comes up in my household, what's for dinner? So, let's talk about, firstly, what is meal planning? What, what does that mean? How do we do it? Why should we do it? Meal planning is a thankless job, right? I mean, we all have to eat, um, but, you know, everybody, I think, at some point gets into, like, a funk of what's for dinner. Um, It is a chore. I would say, you know, it's a chore, it's a problem, but it's a good problem to have. You know, we're very blessed to be able to have this problem and have enough to eat and, you know, have so many choices and um, such great access to food. So I did want to mention that, mention that. There's a really interesting statistic that I like to share that in a survey, 85% of people did not know what was for dinner just hours before dinner. So 85% of people surveyed did not know what they were having to dinner for dinner that night. I mean, I, I can understand it's, it's daunting to figure out what's for dinner day in and day out. <laughs> um, and then I think a lot of people have Uh, individual obstacles when it comes to meal planning. So some people have dietary requirements or, you know, they're on a certain diet or maybe like a gluten-free diet. People with gluten sensitivities, that's a whole nother ballgame. And even if just one member of your family has gluten sensitivities, that kind of throws everything off. Um, If you're like me and you have kids, it looks a little different because, you know, my kids aren't going to want something fancy. They want simple food and I have to kind of think about what they would eat. And, you know, and even when I was single, planning for one person is also a challenge. I mean, cooking just for one person and not having like a million leftovers is also a challenge. So every individual has their own challenges when it comes to meal planning. And I think that's the great thing about meal planning is that you can make it your own too. And you can figure out what works for you um, and just the best way to plan out what to eat uh, for your lifestyle. I think it's very interesting. When we talk about meal planning, there seems to be two camps of people. Some people will do a weekly shop, some people will do a monthly shop, and some people, well, I just go around the supermarket, I buy the same things every week, and then I get home and think, okay, this is what I've got in the fridge, this is what I've got in the freezer, this is what I can make. Other people, this is what I'm going to make Monday to Friday, 
I, therefore I need to buy XYZ. So I think we've got two very distinct camps of I've bought things, I'll come up with something to make with those things, or this is what I'm going to make, therefore this is what I need to buy. What What's your take on this all? I mean, if that works for you, that's great. Um, for me, um, I like to, to plan a week at a time, and I like to plan five meals and not seven. I think planning five meals is a lot more realistic than planning seven. You know, life just comes up, too. I mean, you have... My kids have soccer one night. I I have to take my dog to the vet. You know, life just happens and, you know, everyone else has these same challenges. And, you know, maybe you just want to go to dinner one night with your friends or maybe you have a local restaurant, you know, you visit weekly, um, something like that. And I think it takes the stress off when you do, you know, five meals at a time versus seven. But if you're the type of person, I mean, there are people who, you know, they really live out in the middle of nowhere and they, you know, they're an hour, two hours from the grocery store. Maybe they have to plan a month at a time. It's hard, you know, for them not to. So, you know, it's like an individual preference. I think for me, definitely a week at a time and then doing planning for five meals and not seven. And then I also like to keep some some backup ideas, too. So we'll we'll go into that in a little bit, too. For me personally, I work on sort of five days meals and I sit down once a week with my husband. We look at our diary and say, OK, who is doing what? Who is going to be in the kitchen that night? And then we sort of work it around what's going on, who's going to be chef, who's going to be doing something else. And I try to sort of do a meat one, a vegetable based one, maybe a fish based one and work it out from there. That works for me but that is just talking about two adults we've got no children no particular dietary requirements it's sort of quite straightforward so I sort of have a monthly A4 sheet on the fridge planned five days and I generally Monday to Friday and at the weekend we might be out or you know we might have people around so that's a little bit different and that is so good. Even my husband now, first thing in the morning, oh, what's for dinner tonight? OK, we need to get some mushrooms and we need to take something out of the freezer. It just makes life easier. So really, around breakfast time, we know what the plan is for tonight. I love meal planning. I, I just think it's the best thing ever. No, I love that. And I mean, you're reducing your stress because it's one less thing in your mental load that you have to think about. You already have a plan and you already know what actions you have to take. You know, like you said, do I have to defrost something? Do we need to run to the grocery? You know, like, what do we need to do? You know, one of the things about meal planning is that the reason why people find it stressful is because it is a mental load. And if you, it's, it can be like an unsolved problem going on in your head. You think about it, you know, like if you don't have a plan and in the morning you're like, oh, well, what's for dinner? And you're like, oh, I'll, I'll think about it later. And you keep hashing it out and hashing it out and it'll contribute to your mental load. So it's a great way to reduce your mental load so you have space in your head to think about other things, do other things, just reduce your stress overall. Um, that's why I love meal planning. I'm already, I already have enough stress. I don't, I don't need to stress about dinner. <laughs> I think another thing as well, sort of when I'm cooking, we'll sort of cook for two people, 
but nine times out of ten there is an extra portion which I put in like a, a poly box or a Tupperware wherever you come from and that will go in the freezer and if you're doing that on a daily basis that soon builds up so when you do have oh you know we really shattered and what have we got there's a leftover we can take out we number the tops and we have a little list number three is this and number five is that and that is a lifesaver we're not wasting anything we're not overeating as in this is a really big portion we've sort of portioned it out okay we're cooking for three people one each for us and an extra for the freezer and having those extra portions in the freezer for virtually most of the meals we cook is is such a lifesaver yeah i definitely that's one of my big tips is to you know double up or even like you said possibly triple up for me like something i like to do if i have a recipe with something like ground turkey or ground beef like let's just say i'm making like chili or something to do a double batch of of browning just the meat because you can pull the meat out later and say oh do i want to do sloppy joes do i want to do tacos do i want to do it you know maybe like a different style of chili you know so you don't even have to fully freeze the meal that you're um you know cooking like if i'm making chili maybe just go ahead and do that extra work of doubling up and you know browning an extra batch of meat to freeze and then that's so easy to defrost you know for night for crazy nights you you can do like here we do like a lot of, of tacos with that kind of meat or you know just go ahead and, and cook a double batch we i love pulling out a meal out of our freezer it's so easy especially when things don't go your way some days and you're just like I just don't have it in me to, you know, cook tonight. Just popping something in the microwave or reheating something in the oven, it really does take a lot of stress off. And I think that is very, very satisfying. If we talk about chili, we put a portion of chili in the fridge. You can always whip that out and you can jazz that up with some vegetables or some cheese or something. So you've got a basic dish starting with mincemeat as we would call it or ground beef and then you can add a few bits and pieces to it and it's completely a completely different meal but it you know that, yeah. freshly cooked you know you're not wasting anything and and that is just it's so satisfying and it's easy yeah and speaking of waste um one of the reasons I love meal planning is because, you know, I care about the environment. I really want to reduce food waste. I think food waste is definitely a problem. I know here in, in the U.S. it can be a problem. It's probably a problem in all over the developed world. Um, but I feel like when you have a plan, way more likely to use the ingredients you have in your fridge so you're not wasting food and then therefore you're not wasting money either. Uh, it's just really important to me, something I do on my website, I make a lot of sourdough recipes. I have a lot of sourdough discard recipes. I have a lot of freezer meal recipes. Um, I'm just really passionate about helping people reduce their food waste. And I think also when you think about it, you know, when it's in your mind to meal plan and reduce your own food waste, you can also even think like, oh, I'm not gonna get to that lettuce or those bananas or whatnot. And even then you can have a plan for it um you know you can plan to compost it if you're able to do that or if your you know city or 
or wherever you live has a compost program or if, or if you have a small one in your backyard or who knows maybe you're a farmer you can just you know throw it on on your big compost pile um, we have a small compost pile so even if certain food is you know quote unquote wasted um, we're still able to use it as you know fertilizer for our garden I think that's a very interesting point you're bringing up about food waste because I think particularly in the Western world, we are quite fixated on our fridges and our freezers should be jam-packed. And if we just look at the fridge being jam-packed, we have got no idea what's lurking at the back. We've probably got no idea what is sitting in that vegetable drawer. And I am quite joyful at the respect of a fridge that I can open and I can see the shelves because there is not stuff stacked on top of everything else. There's not stuff piled at the back that I've got no idea. When did I buy it? What, what was I thinking I was going to make with it? So I think it's, it's very much we have this problem. We should have a fridge jam-packed with stuff. That doesn't actually serve us well in respect of meal planning, particularly thinking about food wastage. I think that just when there is so much stuff in there, we just open, I have got no idea I, I'm going to order food because I have no idea what's in there. I don't I don't know what my plan was when I bought this avocado and this this cream. I have no idea what I was thinking I was going to make. So what, what's your take then, Audrey, on a full fridge or a fridge where you can open, you can actually see what you've got in there and it's it's easy to see? That's a great point because, yeah, like you said, it's kind of that uh, old saying, I can't see the forest for all the trees. You know, you can't figure out what to eat when there's like too many options. I mean, I think it's normal for people to get overwhelmed and then you kind of end up with like odds and ends of you're like, oh, like I have an avocado and I have cream. And then you're like, okay, well, that doesn't make a meal. Um, I did like, you know, how we were talking about earlier, how, you know, you might freeze a small batch of chili and having those little freezer meals, like even if it's like a one portion or two portion thing, you could be like, oh, well, I have this avocado and I can go to my freezer and I have, you know, chili to go with it or I have you know, a chicken taco or, you know, maybe like an enchilada casserole or something in my freezer. Freezer meals are a great, a great way um, to help with that, you know, hodgepodge of, of things left in your fridge. Something that I like to do um, in our family, and we usually do it um, Friday or Saturdays, is we do like a leftover night and we might make something else with it. Uh, maybe like we make like a big batch of popcorn and we make, you know, some other things to go with it. And just everybody has leftovers. And that way we're able to clear out the fridge and clear out any odds and ends. And, you know, right now my kids are, are pretty small, so they're not terribly picky. So it's easy to, you know, give them like a random assortment of food and they'll still be happy for dinner. But it is a great way to uh, reduce you know, just the clutter in our fridge and, and to make sure that we eat everything that we've prepared. And it also I mean, helps save money. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that is a huge thing now. I think we are all seeing in our local supermarket, things are definitely going up in price. I'm sure I didn't pay that the last time I picked this up in the supermarket. So, yeah, I think we're all seeing that. 
And I think if we're taking the example of the fridge being stuff that we have no idea what's in there, it's almost like, what have you got in your freezer? What have you got in your cupboard? And, and just generally having a look around it, oh, right, I've got this in there. What, what, what was I thinking when I bought this? What was my plan? Okay, when we go to the supermarket, have we written a list of what we actually need? Or are we, well, I'm going to get two tins just in case because we don't realise we've already got four tins at home. So my husband always laughs at me because I do everything in fours. Four tins of this, four tins of that, two jars of this, two jars. Those are my bulk standard staples. Can we not buy three? No, because I've got two and the <laughs> shelf will sit four. So for me, all those staples, two of this, four of that, what I know from those basics, I can make up many, many different meals. So to me, that's a no brainer. So what do you think about going through your freezer, going through your pantry? Do you, do you have a system? I think that's, you know, a, a great um, part of meal planning is to shop your shop your pantry or shop your freezer, shop your fridge first. And then, you know, what is it that you have on hand already that you can cook with? And then if you happen to, you know, find a sale in the grocery store and you stock up on things that'll last, you know, like you're saying, like canned or jarred food, um, you know, that doesn't go bad for a long time. So when you find a deal, you're able to do meal plans around that. And then there are some things that you can make with just pantry ingredients, some, you know, go-to meals, um, you know, maybe like pasta and uh, tomato sauce with meatballs or, you know, things that you just keep in your pantry for busy days uh, to, you know, help with your meal planning. Audrey, what's your take on buying sort of canned jar vegetables or frozen vegetables in respect of fresh because there's always this debate are fresh vegetables better than canned or, or jar or frozen vegetables what what's your take I mean I like to do a mix of both I mean obviously like if I could I would I would love to just buy fresh vegetables but that's not always possible with just the way life is even with grocery shopping once a week I feel like um you know some perishable items go really quickly it's you know you've probably seen those memes on on Facebook where they talk about an avocado and it's like not ripe not ripe not ripe and then at midnight it's like I'm ready and then at 1201 I'm I'm too brown sorry <laughs> Um, but you know, some does go faster than others. We do, a, I do a mix of things at my house. I try to get lots of fresh vegetables and lots of fresh fruit, but we also, you know, we don't have a problem with frozen um, or canned vegetables. I mean, as long as we're eating vegetables, I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, I must admit when our local supermarket, you know, they had a promotion on fresh carrots and I just thought, okay. So I bought several bags of fresh, put some music on in the kitchen, peeled them, chopped them, put them in freezer bags, sort of two portions in a bag with the date on. It took me all of probably 20 minutes to a couple of bags. I was quite happy scraping, chopping, put them in the bag, in the freezer. That has been phenomenal when I'm sort of cooking. Okay, carrots, take a bag out of the freezer, put them in the steamer. They're fresh carrots. They're still looking great. They, they steam beautifully. They keep their colour. 
I don't know why I haven't done that before. That was just great. Yeah, that's another great thing to do when you have like in-season produce. Um, here, it's coming up maybe like in another month or so, it'll be strawberry season. And we have a strawberry farm not far from our house where you can pick your own. And my kids, like they go crazy and they pick like way too many strawberries, but it's fun for them. And the strawberries are really good from the farm. So we put some in the freezer and they're great, you know, later if we want to pull out for like a cake or just to eat or, you know, to make, you know, crepes with or something. And it's really nice. It's like you do the work up front and you get to relax later when you do things like that. I think that's the bonus, isn't it? You know, you've got basic frozen stuff in your freezer that you bought on offer, spending a bit of time preparing, and then you go to the freezer, right, I need a vegetable, right, there we go, there's a bag, two portion of carrots in the steamer, off we go. I mean, that's satisfying, isn't it? And I like how you did carrots because that's such a versatile side dish and they're, you know, they're so healthy for you too. Exactly. So I think, I mean, it's funny you talking about in a month you'll be coming into strawberry season. We're just finishing at the end oh, of February because okay. we get strawberries in January. So it, it's, you know, it, it's quite bizarre. And of course, you know, when they first come into the shops, they're incredibly expensive. And then as the season goes on, yeah, absolutely. Buy them when they're really cheap put them in the freezer, good for smoothies, good for desserts, making a, a fruit um, compote or a salsa, something like that. Absolutely. I think this is the thing. When we go to the supermarket, look at those offers and think, okay, that's an offer. What could I do with frozen strawberries? Come up with four or five different things. Okay, it's worth buying two kilos while they're really cheap. And then freeze them and then you've got them for all these different things so cost effective exactly and right. and that's on a lot of people's minds right now like you know you're talking about how you know you're browsing the grocery store and things have gone so up i mean that's it's definitely hit here too things have gone up a lot in price i know right now in the u.s we're having a problem with eggs and i I actually don't think it's as big of a problem in Texas as it is elsewhere in the U.S. I think because we have a lot of egg farmers here, but eggs have just been like extremely expensive um, and, you know, things have gone up a lot. So when you take the time, you know, to think about things and to meal plan and to, you know, shop in season produce, you know, save it for later um, and just, you know, come up with a plan you know, it's really good for your budget. I mean, and, and a lot of people right now, I know that my family, you know, we're, we're watching our budget, we're watching the grocery prices and, you know, we really want to stretch our dollars. We talked about meal planning where we cook and then we put an extra portion in the freezer. One thing I've started to do is to freeze very small portions of something. I've made a strawberry sauce for dessert and I've got just a little bit left over. I will freeze that in ice cube trays and then punch out the ice cubes, put them in a bag, and then they're going to be perfect just to drop in a smoothie. To, two sort of cubes is great in a smoothie to give it that lovely strawberry taste or a bit of strawberry sauce for an ice cream. So we don't always have to think about 
freezing a whole portion of something. We can just freeze just that little bit of sauce or that little bit of something we've got left over because that can be just a topping or add a little bit of flavor to something. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, and I mean, definitely. And then that way you're not wasting it. You're you're able to use it for later. And, you know, you're saving money instead of going out and buying more strawberries for your ice cream or buying some, you know, chocolate sauce for your ice cream. You're like, oh, no, I've got some strawberry, you know, compote in my freezer that I can use tonight. I'm just wondering because, I mean, you know, you're talking about the cost of food prices in the U.S. We've got the same here. I wonder what the impact this is going to have on people sort of doing their weekly or monthly shop. Are people going to be scaling back on their budget and is it going to make them more conscious of I've only got this amount of money, I'm really going to plan the meal. So I'm just wondering if this economic issue we have got with food now is going to sort of encourage people to pay a little bit more attention and plan those meals, whereas before a lot of us were very guilty of just going into the supermarket take this, grab that, put that in the trolley without really thinking too much. What, what do you think on that? Yeah, I definitely think a lot of people, you know, are watching what they spend now and they, you know, want to stretch their money. Meal planning and reducing food waste is, is a great way to do that. I mean, I, I would find it hard not to with the way the grocery prices are going up. You kind of have to put more thought into it. Like you were saying, you're not just oh, I'm going to, you know, throw an extra one in my cart. I think people are really planning out what they're buying from the grocery store now. So it's it's even more important to have a plan these days. Well, I mean, the Internet is a fabulous resource for uh, recipe ideas, how to cook things, different ideas with food. Can we talk a little bit about your website now, Audrey? Sure. Um, I have a website. It's two pink peonies, like the flower, two pink peonies.com. I share a lot of easy family friendly meals. I have a lot of slow cooker meals, um, sheet pan meals, Instapot meals. Um, I do a lot of sourdough recipes if anyone is a sourdough baker. But I think, like you were saying, the internet's a great place to meal plan. I'd love it if you know people got some ideas and recipes from my website. Um, you can also kind of get in the mindset of meal planning uh, with your social media. If there's certain, you know, Facebook groups you can join, there are a lot of good Facebook groups for recipes. And then, you know, when you log on to Facebook, you can be like, oh, yeah, I need to, you know, do my meal plan or I need to find a few more ideas for this week and you can save them for later. The same thing, I know a lot of people use Pinterest and Pinterest is just, you know, a great go to for everyone to find almost any kind of recipe for any kind of diet or any kind of need. There's so many great ideas on Pinterest. And then, you know, I always say, you know, find a few food bloggers to follow and they'll inspire you, you know, to cook and to try new recipes. And and that's always a good thing. And it'll help you with your meal planning, too. I think I remember reading some statistics some time ago saying, the average family has about six to eight standard meals that they just rotate. What's your take with your family? Um, I would say it's a little different for me because, you know, I have a recipe website, so we're always trying new things and I'm always making new recipes. But we do have some go-tos, I mean, because I don't 
I don't cook things for my website every day. That would be that would be a lot of work. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I'm just making something that I'm not going to photograph or do a video for. It's just got to get dinner on the table. And just like anyone else, we have our go-tos. And I think it's good to have a list, you know, when you write those down too. You know, even I think a, a good 10 recipe list of 10 really good recipes that your family always seems to enjoy. And that way when you're like, I just don't know what to put on my shopping list this week. I just don't know what I'm going to cook this week. You can look at that list. And a lot of the time, you know, these recipes are, you know, comfort foods, you know, because you're used to having them so much. And I think particularly, I mean, we're in winter here. I mean, hopefully spring is not too far away. But in the winter, we all want, I call it the stodge, we want the pasta, we want the rice, we want the potatoes, we want the mashed potato. That's what we love, isn't it? You know, we want something sort of whole, hearty and warming. Yeah, those all sound really good. Yeah, and soups and stews. And yeah, I think, uh, you know, in addition to, you know, thinking about in-season produce, just thinking about the weather and the season, it can really be inspiring for your meal planning. I mean, I've always said if we ate as Mother Nature intended, so, you know, you're in the States, I'm in Spain. If we ate all the seasonal produce as it comes through, you know, we get very excited in January, we go into strawberry season. You've got it in about the month's time. If we ate as Mother Nature intended, our body over the course of the year, we would get the heavy carbohydrate stodgy stuff in the winter. In the summer, we were eating the salads, very water-based, the, the fruits. Our body would get everything it wants throughout that year with the vitamins and the minerals if we ate as Mother Nature intended. What do you think about that, Audrey? Oh, I love that. I've, you know, here, you know, we get so much produce shopped, uh, shipped in from other parts of the world. You know, it's it's kind of unreal that, you know, you would have strawberries all year round, but, you know, we do. I like to shop in season produce just because I feel like it tastes better, but I really, I really do agree. You know, that's a good way to think about it. It probably is how nature intended, you know, in the winter, we were talking about mashed potatoes and soups and stews. I mean, hibernating and staying inside and then having a lighter food in the summer, you know, like lettuce and berries and fruit and that sort of thing. I agree. That's a good way to think about things. And that is probably what nature intended and how nature intended us for, for us to eat. I think it's very worrying to me when we think about the fact that, you know, strawberries in, in a lot of countries are available all through the year. Do we ever think about, OK, where did those strawberries come from? How long did it take for them to get from A to B? It is quite bizarre when I think, OK, if I want to have strawberries in November, how many thousand kilometres have they travelled? Were they grown naturally? Were they grown in a, in, in a greenhouse or in water and this sort of thing? It makes you wonder when you're, you're, you know, you're looking at what would be typically out of season produce for your country. What is the logistics behind that? I think is quite scary. I know it really is. I, I'm a big fan of shopping in season produce. And if, 
if possible, if you have like a local farmer's market or a local farm or something, you know, that's always a great thing to support. And definitely I feel like if you are lucky and you have a farmer's market around you, that's a great place to just walk around and get inspired for your meal planning. I think particularly with something like a farmer's market, the people and the producers are more than happy to tell you how to cook it, what to serve it with, maybe just a sprinkling of sea salt and olive oil in the pan for 30 seconds either side. They are more than happy. If, if you come across a vegetable or something, you say, well, it looks great, but I've no idea what to do with it. I love that too. It's like they're, you know, it's their product and they're the product expert, you know, it's, it's a really a beautiful thing. So Audrey, where can people get in touch with you if they want to go more into meal planning and, and coming up and, and sort of doing a bit of a, a recipe idea and, and planning their fridge and, and they, their store cupboard? How can they get in touch with you? Okay, well, they can visit me at my website. Again, it's twopinkpeonies.com, two pink peonies like the flowers. Um, and at the bottom of my homepage, I have a email sign up where you can sign up and get a meal plan, a week of meals all planned out for you. Um, so that might inspire some people and help some people uh, figure out what's for dinner. Well, that sounds fantastic because I have got no problem in stealing someone else's ideas. <laughs> When it comes to meal planning, I, I'm, you know, why would I need to reinvent the wheel when you've done all the heavy lifting it's, for me? That exactly. sounds great. Yeah, idea. feel free to steal all my ideas. I'd love for people to, to you know, take them. <laughs> uh, I think it's been a fascinating conversation because this question every day, what's for dinner? We just, oh God, I have no idea. I've no idea what's in the fridge, the freezer, the store cupboard. It's a, a question that has gone on for years. And I think it's getting worse because a lot of people are, are working longer hours now. Even if people are working from home, they've got to think about lunch at home. Instead of just dinner, now you have to think about lunch. And it's like you're doing twice the work instead of, you know, being able to go out for lunch or you're eating from home so much more a lot. Yes, yeah, so many people are working from home these days. At least with working from home, you can, you know, you kind of have some opportunities to prep some stuff for dinner or maybe use your slow cooker or something like that, too. I think that's a very, very point, though, because a lot of conversations I've had with pe people is, one thing I miss is like my staff restaurant, my staff canteen, or somebody would bring something in. That is all gone. Like, I, I don't even think, you know, I've got my breakfast down. I'm organized for dinner. I haven't a clue what I'm going to have for lunch. Do I need to go out and get something? I haven't really got time or the weather's bad. So, yeah, working from home has actually brought in this extra meal that people have to think about. Yeah, it's an extra stress. That's an extra, you know, something in your head and extra mental load. But I like how how you were saying you're freezing even small portions of meals. So that, you know, that's great for lunch. You know, if you have just a little bit of chili left over, you could do it with like a baked potato or something. Or, you know, I'm usually not like super hungry at lunch. So just like you said, freezing that little bit of leftovers, that's a great idea. <laughs> A good supply of freezer bags and a great pen that works in the freezer. Trust me, I've learned that mistake. I bought these pens and like, you know, at the time, and then you go and it's all smeared. Get 
it's worth spending you know a little bit of extra money on a good freezer pen so that yes, you don't get yourself stop. set up for success and then once you have the right tools i think you feel you know more apt to do it when you don't have the right things you're just like well last time i tried you know it got smeared or it wiped off and i don't know what's in there and but when you set yourself up with the right tools you set yourself up for success Absolutely. Well, Audrey, this has been a fantastic. I, I feel really inspired now. I think I feel I need to like go and have a good old look in my freezer and see what's in there and check my store cupboard. It's been a really, really interesting conversation. And I hope people can take some hints and tips that we've been talking about in our, our different situations, you with a family with children and talking see about seasonal recipes and freezing things and uh, yeah, get chatting to your local people in the supermarket and your uh, people selling their produce and get their ideas. You know, it was so lovely chatting with you and I hope some people get, you know, inspired and and get some ideas. I mean, there's so many great reasons to meal plan. So I just hope it, it helps people get organized a little bit. Oh, Audrey, thank you so much. It's been a really interesting conversation and very, very helpful. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please subscribe on whatever platform you are using. It is free. And if you would like to tell your story, please contact me on all about you podcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story.